Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Be more December 17th. Uh, we're coming to you live on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you all for listening, however you're listening, wherever you're listening. Uh, we've got a great show for you tonight, the week before Christmas. A lot of stuff to get into, uh, a lot of different segments, a couple of guests. going to be the Electric Factory here tonight. Uh, let's jump right in. First thing we're going to talk about is the basketball game tonight, college basketball. We're getting to the end of December. It's time to start paying attention to college basketball a little bit. It's uh, We don't have college football anymore. The NFL's winding down. Kentucky and North Carolina played a game tonight in Vegas. Hell of a game. Great game. Uh, went down the wire. Kentucky pulled it out 103-100. to 100. Uh, Malik Monk scored 47 points in the game. It was unbelievable. The guy was on fire. He shot, I want to say, 60-some percent from the floor. Uh, just a great game. By Kentucky, they they bounced back from that loss to UCLA about a week and a half ago. Um, they're number six in the country right now. I got a feeling that when we when we're talking about this on Tuesday, they're going to be considerably higher than that. Um, great game. Looking forward to see what the Wildcats can do this year. The Tar Heels played a fantastic game. It's rare in college basketball you see two teams both scoring over a hundred in a in a regular season game. It's unbelievable. Um, very excited about it. Wouldn't mind seeing it again in about three months from now. Uh, we got a uh, NFL game going on right now, if you want to call it that. Uh, the Dolphins are playing the Jets in uh, MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. It's 34 to 10 Miami with 11:49 to play in the fourth. The Jets stink. Uh, I was uh, foolish enough to put some coin on the Jets tonight plus three. Thanks to R.J. Bell of Pregame.com, led me astray on this one. Um, yeah, the Jets are just really bad. They're bad on all sides of the ball. They had a, pl- a punt blocked. Bryce Petty doesn't look good. He's trying to warm up right now. I think he got hurt. They're a mess. They need to fire Todd Bowles at the end of this season and start over because that team is just a joke. Uh, the Dolphins with this win would move to 9-5 and five with games left against Buffalo and New England. Dolphins look like a good bet for the playoffs because the Broncos are the team they're competing with, and the Broncos have a tough slate, uh, a tough, tough slate ahead. The Broncos have New England tomorrow, and then they have to play Kansas City and Oakland to wrap the season up. Going to be tough for them to find two wins out of those three. The Dolphins should be able to get two wins because if New England has nothing to play for in Week 17, Belichick has a history of of resting his starters for at least uh, part of the game. So I, I think the Dolphins look good for the playoffs if Matt Moore can keep them going. Who knows if they'll get Tannehill back or not. 
and hopefully for them they do. Who knows? Uh, well, let's uh, let's talk a little more NFL. Let's give you some cash crops. All right, three games this weekend that I like a lot. Uh, there's, there's some good football this Sunday. The first one I'm going to give you is the Detroit Lions at the New York Giants. Giants are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I like the Lions here. Um, I know people are down on the Lions with Matt Stafford's uh, injury to his middle finger. He's wearing a glove. He tore tendons in it. The The Giants are a fraudulent team. There is no statistical basis for why they are as good as they are. They have played a poor schedule. They've beaten up on bad teams. The Lions are good. I, Stafford is good. I like Jim Bob Cooter, the best name in football for a coach, Jim Bob Cooter, uh, the offensive coordinator there since he took over last year. Uh, Stafford has ha- has played the best football of his career. Give me the Lions. Give me the four and a half points. I think they win this game outright. Second one I got for you. I gave you this one last week, and it worked out. It was a nail-biter for three and a half quarters, but it worked out. The Cleveland Browns. The Browns are in Buffalo, and they are plus 10. The Bills, Bills feel like a sinking ship. It's hard for me to say that because I love them, but they feel like a sinking ship. I think Rex Ryan's out at the end of the year. I'm not sure what they're going to do with Tyrod Taylor. I'm not certain he's going to be back, but... Ten points is too many points to lay with the Buffalo Bills, and I still think that Cleveland wins a game somewhere along the way. I don't think they go winless. So give me the Browns. Give me the ten points in Buffalo. I think you're going to cover. It would not stun me if the Browns won the game outright, but I think they definitely cover. Uh, The third cash crop we've got for you is the Sunday night game tomorrow night, Tampa Bay at Dallas. The Cowboys are seven-point favorites. Uh, this game is is on on the surface a tough game because they're they're really closely matched teams. Uh, the Bucks have been hot; they've won five in a row. The Cowboys are record-wise the best team in football, but the Cowboys, if you look a little bit closer, you're going to see there are some signs of, of trouble. They've played three bad games in a row. They got bailed out by Dak Prescott in overtime with the game against Philadelphia three weeks ago. They barely beat Minnesota because Minnesota couldn't convert a two-point conversion two weeks ago, and then they lost in New York last week to the Giants. Jerry Jones is doing nothing but talking about Dak Prescott and Tony Romo, and it, it you cannot convince me that it isn't a distraction at this point to that team. I think that Tampa is hot. Jameis Winston is playing as good a quarterback as anyone in football. That defense is hitting on all cylinders. Um, Mike Evans and Cameron Brait are, are really top weapons for him. Give me the seven points. Give me Tampa. It, it does not shock me if Tampa wins this game in Dallas. And if they do, bust out the number nine jerseys because Tony Romo is going to be playing. Uh, Jerry Jones is waiting for a reason. Dak Prescott's played three subpar games in a row. If they lose at home to Tampa in prime time, you will see Tony Romo back. Uh, so those are your cash crops of the week. The Lions over the Giants getting four and a half. The Browns over the Bills getting ten. And the Bucks over the Cowboys getting seven. Uh, we're going to do a little bit here of uh, no bull. Talk a little bit about this Wake Forest situation. Uh, 
For those of you who don't know, Tommy Elrod, former quarterback at Wake Forest in the 90s, he uh, became a graduate assistant and a coach on Al uh, Grobes, Jim Grobes' staff at Wake Forest. He was there for 11 years. Jim Grobe left, uh, retired. He's now the interim coach at Baylor for the next week. Um, and the new coach came in, Dave Clawson, and Dave Clawson didn't retain Tommy Elrod, but the university still found a job for him doing color commentary uh, for the radio games for Wake. It came out this week that uh, he had been giving play sheets and uh, the, the plays that were installed to opposing coaches for Louisville, for Army, uh, and Virginia Tech are the ones that have come out so far. It seems like he was basically giving it to anyone who would be interested. And people are, are outraged, and they're stunned, and Wake's fired him, and they've banned him from campus, and he actually got fired from his other job that he, he was a fundraiser for Wake Forest, and he was, he's been fired from everything. And people are outraged. They're just they, – the, the indignation is off the charts. And I don't know why people are so shocked. If you think about it realistically, I'm not saying what this guy did is right. It's not right. That he's, he's tied to Wake Forest for the last – 25, 30 years. It, it's not the right thing to do. He's punishing kids who are playing football there that have nothing to do with him. But if you think about it, this new coach came in, and he fired him. Guy lost his job. Took a significant pay cut from being an assistant coach to being a color guy for Wake Forest Radio. That happens everywhere. People are, are upset. They want to get revenge. It's what happens. I don't know why people are shocked by this. Because it involves football and he's giving plays over? I don't know. Maybe the guy was betting against Wake. Maybe he figured – because, look, there are very few teams that need these play sheets to beat Wake Forest. They're a bad football team. They've been bad forever. They're going to be bad forever. But I I don't know why we're shocked. I don't know. I mean, the only thing that that makes sense is he wanted retribution. Maybe he was trying to make a little money on the side. I mean, other than that, if it's not those reasons, maybe Dave Clawson slept with his wife. I don't know. That's all I got. It doesn't shock me. I don't know why. The media loves to get outraged about everything these days. Outrage is, outrage is what's vogue today, and I don't understand it because it, it, it's not surprising. You think about it. You got fired from your job. Somebody new came in, kicked you out. Of course you want to see them fail. That's what he did. I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily condone it, but I don't really find it that egregious either. You know, he's going to have to pick up the pieces now because he's not getting a job anywhere involved in football or Wake Forest, and the guy's going to have to start his life over now. It's a, it's a mess for him, but I, I, I just don't understand the media outrage. I think it's too much. It's over the top, and people need to just calm the hell down. All right, it's time to play a little guilty or not guilty. All right, so we have a uh, guest with us here live in studio, live. Uh, got a guest named Amy. She's going to be in here. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, thanks. Okay. Uh, first story we're going to talk about comes out of Danville, Kentucky. Uh, two guys planning a robbery of a restaurant in the parking lot of the restaurant. They're sitting there in their car planning the robbery, talking about the robbery, and they one of them pocket dials 911 and dispatch patches this call through the police chief who happens to be eating dinner in that very restaurant. The police chief comes out, investigates, finds the guys. One of the guys has a mask on him, and they get arrested for this. 
I'm going to charge these guys with being being thorough. They're just planning things out, trying to get it right. What do you think? It it seems that they're more than just. I, I don't know. They seem to in the article it said that they knew the the name of a lot of the uh, people in the restaurant, the police chief's name. They knew the name of the police chief, which is weird to me. I don't know why you'd mention the police chief of Danville, Kentucky. It's it's very random to me to be just you know guilty of being. Bad timing and your phone butt dialing you. It just seems like they're more guilty of, you know, almost repeat offending. So, do you think that the police chief could have been in on this? Do you think they knew him? Maybe this was a an inside job. I think from what the article stated and the facts presented in the article that it's a small town and maybe they could just know everybody in the town because it's so small, or that they've been guilty of doing other crimes in the past and that that's how they know certain people's names and certain. Aspects. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a little bit weird, but I didn't necessarily think that the police chief, Chief Gray, was in on it until I read the last paragraph of the story. And that, that gave me a little bit of pause because it said that even though he found the mask on them, it appeared to him that they were just drinking and joking around. I don't know that you joke around about a robbery if you're sitting in front of the place you're talking about robbing and you bring a damn mask with you. That's a pretty good indicator you're going to rob the place. It's a good indicator you're guilty of bad choices. I think you're being too generous with them. I, I think these guys were definitely going in there guns blazing. Chief oh, Gray, I don't know about that. That's, Chief Gray, maybe. That's aggressive. Of course it's aggressive. Robbing, a, robbing a restaurant is aggressive. It, it seems more to me that they're guilty of really, really bad choices. Well... They're planning to rob a restaurant, so yeah, their choices aren't great. And this is probably not their first bad choice. What about the chief? What do you got on the chief? Do you think he's in on it? Is he the inside man? Oh, no. I don't think that. I, that's not what I got at all from any of this. All right, I don't think so either. Chief Gray, I love you. Um, all right, so I, I'm going to find them not guilty of being thorough because I think they're just idiots who somehow managed to press that emergency call button on their phone while they're talking about robbing a place, and they just – they're just too stupid to even pull off a simple felony. Uh, so I'm going to find them not guilty. Next story we got for you comes out of British Columbia, Canada. Love the Canadians. Love everything about them. They're wonderful people. Hugh Robb of British Columbia was listed as a witness, a defense witness in a trafficking trial in British Columbia. He showed up at the courthouse the day he was supposed to testify, and he wound up getting himself arrested. What for, you ask? He was selling drugs in the bathroom of the courthouse when he was there to testify in a drug trafficking trial. I'm going to charge Hugh Robb with being an entrepreneur. What are your What are your thoughts on this one? I'm at a loss for words with this one because it's it's I, I don't I don't know what to say with this one. You're being in you're in the courthouse for being caught for selling drugs, and you're in the court in the actual courthouse selling drugs. But where else are there going to be people who want to buy drugs than in a courthouse where people are being charged with having drugs, selling drugs, buying drugs? If you think about it, it makes all the sense in the world. Well, and I'm sure if he's had experience doing it, he knows who to look for and where to go. But Oh, he knows his clientele. But to do that in a courthouse, that is just... It ain't a damn church. It's not a, it's not a sanctuary. It's not even about a sanctuary. It's a place of business. That's brazen. That's yeah, so doesn't he deserve credit for that? He's a bold man. 
again, I'm, I'm more dumbfounded with this one than anything. I think he's a great entrepreneur. I think he's planning his business life out very thoroughly. He knew where his customers would be, and he went and found them and sold them the product that he they wanted. He was only there because of his chosen his choices. Because a friend of his got arrested? Have you never had a friend arrested? Good Lord. Judgmental? I like you, Rob. I think he did the right thing here. I'm going to find him guilty of being an entrepreneur and nothing more. The cops need to just let people make a living in life, honest living. Third guilty or not guilty we got comes out of Orem, Utah. A man was arrested for a DUI, but this wasn't an ordinary DUI. He wasn't driving his car or his truck down the road. He was driving a cherry picker. He was sitting in the basket, operating the controls, driving down the highway in Orem. He was arrested for DUI. But to me, this is not the worst part of this story. He gets taken to jail, booked for DUI, and they release him, custody of his wife. And to me, that is the worst part of this story because I'm going to charge this man with having the worst night of his life. And we're going to bring in on this the electric factory himself, Big Al. Big Al, you with me? I'm here. What do you have on this, Big Al? I'm going to charge this guy with having the worst night of his life. The police arrest him for DUI and a cherry picker and release him to the custody of his wife. Well, I, I don't know why he was driving a cherry picker. I guess he was whacked out of his skull drunk. And, um, you know, if he didn't think he was going to get caught driving a cherry picker at night, I don't know what this guy's thinking. As far as his wife is concerned, I don't know. I didn't really read too much about her. Um yeah, Do you have probably, to read anything about her? I mean, you know that he probably caught hell from her. Had to be god awful. Well, maybe that's why he's drinking. Because of his wife? Yeah, maybe that's why he's drinking. Okay, I mean, possible. But you know, she's driving him home and just giving it to him. Well, yeah, and I'm sure when he gets home, he's going to have another drink. I mean, hopefully. You know, we've all had nights where we've gone out and, and had a few too many, and the wife, the wife will get on you about it, let alone she's having to come out in the middle of the night and pick you up from jail because you got busted for a DUI with a cherry picker on the side of the road. I feel like that dude, all he wants to do on that car ride home is close his eyes and go to sleep, and there is zero chance she's letting that happen. I'm sure you're right. He would have been better off spending a night in jail. 100%. What do you got on this? You got anything different? I read this article and I just had to laugh. I'm like, how, what is he thinking? Like, drunk or sober, you're not going to, you know, get away with driving a cherry picker. It, it's going to make noise. You're going to draw a scene to yourself. And it's just, it's just hilarious. To me that Maybe it's all he had. I mean, it's a matter of convenience sometimes. Maybe you're at home, you run out of bourbon and you need to go get some. And maybe you just got the cherry picker there. I don't know. Maybe so he thought it was convenience run with the Yeah, I mean maybe maybe he thought it was just so outrageous. It's one of those things where maybe it's so over the top that people ignore it and think like you're going to do some work with it. I don't know. Interesting. Big out what do you think? What town is what town was this? Orem, Utah. Oh well, you know. I don't know, man. Maybe they uh maybe they're used to that kind of thing. Who knows? 
I, I don't know, but I, I think this guy guilty, having the worst night of his life because that that wife laid into him. She got woken up in the middle of the night to come and pick his ass up from jail. I feel bad for him. I feel very, very bad for the man because it did not go well for him. Um, all right, so we are going to take a brief musical interlude. We're going to play a song off Marin Morris's album, Hero. It's called My Church. season. We did Christmas songs last week. We're going to do Christmas movies this week. Uh, I'm going to have 
my guest in studio here start with me. Go ahead and give your list of your top four Christmas movies. Uh, my top picks are National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, The First Home Alone, Love Actually, and Die Hard. I love the Die Hard pick because Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Anyone who says otherwise doesn't know what they're talking about. It doesn't just take place around Christmas. It's a central point of the plot. He's trying to get his family together for Christmas. I love Die Hard. Love Bruce Willis. Great guy. I like those picks. Big Al, what are your thoughts on these picks? Because I think you're going to go a different way with them. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, Christmas movies, they're all pretty good. You know, they're all pretty good. So, you know, I mean... Uh, but give me the top four. Well, my top four, my first one is my, my number four is Bad Santa. Oh, that's a good one. I love Bad Santa. It's a great Christmas movie. Santa. Wonderful family flick for everyone. It is. It is. Uh, number three... I like the original Home Alone. It's a good number one. Number two, two, A Christmas Story, and number one, It's a Wonderful Life. Really? I'm I'm surprised here. I'm surprised that you did not have Christmas Vacation on there. I like Christmas Vacation, you know, but somebody's got to be uh somebody's got to be out. But yeah, that 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 you know, that's tough. It's a Wonderful that's Life. I'm surprised by that one, Big Al. I remember. In my younger days, you disliking that movie, I feel like. Which one? Wonderful uh, Life? Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Well, I, it, 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 there's two parts to that movie. It's it's kind of a nice Christmas movie, but, you know, the guy's a crybaby. You know, he, he's got a nice life, and it was all, let me see how things would be if I weren't around. You know, I'm going to commit suicide, whatever. You know, it's a little wacky. Kind of a downer, no? Yeah. You know, off a bridge or something, and the angel stops him from doing it. Yeah, he's thinking about. It. He's contemplating suicide. Yeah, he wants to. He wants to see what life would be if he was never born. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about that one. My my list is, I've got Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, Love Actually, and A Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey in it. Uh, we're all on the same page with Home Alone, and I think Christmas Vacation's a kind of a no-brainer. I love the movie Love Actually. I'm a big Hugh Grant fan. Um, I, I think it's great. And the Christmas Carol movie with Jim Carrey is is wonderful. What, what do you think about those four? Like I said, it's hard to um, you know. Christmas movies are all pretty good. I mean, you know, you ever watched really, Love Actually, Big Al? I have not seen that movie. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful story. <laughs> you Hugh Grant guy, you like Hugh Grant? Yeah, yeah, I like Hugh Grant. Yeah, really. Good. I, again, this is a night of revelations here <laughs> because I did not figure you for a Hugh Grant guy. I thought you were going to jump all over no. me with that one. No, no, he's fine. I don't have a problem with him. How about Jim Carrey? How do you feel about Jim Carrey? Oh, I like Jim Carrey. You know, he, he hasn't been he hasn't done too much lately, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, most of his movies were good, except for The Cable Guy. That was a bomb. Not a fan of that one? No. Me, Myself, and Irene was a funny one. Oh, classic one. Ace Ventura. Love Ace Ventura. Pet Detective. Like it. Yeah. All right, so those are the the Mount Rushmores of Christmas movies. We're moving to a new segment now. This is one we're going to bring back regularly. Big Al is the electric factory himself. So we're going to call this Big Al's Big Issues. 
Talk a little bit about what's on your mind these days. I know you've got to have some issues with some things. So I know one of the things you are huge fan of is political correctness. So go ahead and give me your take on that and what's going on in the world these days. Well, political correctness has just gone off the charts and you can't put a new show on or any kind of show where you hear people complaining about it because that's all people do. No matter who says something about anything, somebody's going to jump up there and say, you know, that's, that's not the correct thing to say. And you shouldn't say, and it's just gotten to the point where it's totally completely out of hand. Donald Trump goes on about it practically every time you speak. He's always saying, you know, I'm not politically correct, so if you're looking for that, don't listen to me. And it's just about with everything and anything. I mean, you know, people today can't say anything that's on their mind. They have to measure every word. Uh, people, listen, people get fired. They get fired. Uh, how many right. times drugs have been fired for, for, from their jobs for saying something that's relatively Like stupid. Jimmy the Greek? Well, that's, that's going back a long time ago with Jimmy the Greek, probably over 20 years ago, at least, you know, time, when yeah. he just said the blacks are bred to be the better athlete. And I mean, we should just kill him for that and just, you know, destroy his life and he should never make a dime <laughs> as long as he flips. I mean, come on, man. I mean, if you want to fast forward about 15 years, a few years ago. Rush Limbaugh was hired for a brief time on ESPN, ESPN, a couple of weeks, and he made a comment, and up that was the end of him because you know you offended somebody. It's just he had said that Donovan McNabb, uh, quarterback for the Eagles at the time, was not a very good quarterback, and he he basically had said that he thought quarterback was a more cerebral position, and that it wasn't necessarily suited for for black quarterbacks. Yeah. But I, that's, I mean, that's too too. You agree with both. that? Of course I don't know. It's stupid. It, no, I, I don't agree with it, but that's the difference. It, maybe he really does believe that. I don't know. Maybe he's just saying it to get attention. But for whatever reason he's saying it, you don't have to agree with it. It's no reason for him to get fired. It's no reason for him to, to lose his job. Not that he needs the money. He's got another job, but that's not the point. The point is, if you don't believe what he's saying to be true, that's fine. He's not up there saying really, really horrific things, okay? I mean, you know, listen, Imus, I don't know how many of your listeners know anything about Imus, Don Imus, but he's been around for a long, long time. Radio legend. Here in New York, you know, very big for 40 years, but all over the country pretty much. But anyway... He said something that was not very nice, and actually he didn't say it. He repeated it. His producer, yes, his producer Bernard McGurk called a bunch of black women playing basketball, women's basketball players, women's basketball, nappy-haired hoes. Now I he did okay, which was a stupid thing to do because that's that's. That kind of, in my opinion, is crossing the line. You, you know, it's just that that's not, not the same thing as saying you're not a great quarterback because you're black. That to me, that's just okay. That's your opinion. But personally attacking P. 
people like that on a huge radio show with that with with you know a fifty thousand watt station. Mm-hmm. You're talking this this station is is going all over the country. That's a pretty mm-hmm. horrific thing. So they call them nappy headed hoes. Bottom line is, Imus got fired. Fast forward three months after that, Imus got hired by Fox, sued his previous employer, and won over $10 million and got a pay increase over at Fox. So I don't really think he was punished too badly, you know? I think he did pretty good. So let me ask you this about political correctness, because this is the topic that bothers you. Who in your mind, what group of people are the worst offenders when it comes to political correctness? Who demands the most out of people that you think is unjust? People feel that they're, they're most, they're, they're most uh, uh, offended by just right. about everything? Yes. I think it's a tie. I'd have to say it's a tie between your, the blacks and women. Okay, go ahead. Expound upon that, please. Well, blacks are constantly playing a race card. Everybody knows that, you know, that they want to get into schools, that they maybe should not be in there because they're black, and many of them do. And they want jobs that they're maybe not qualified. And if, if they're being interviewed and they don't go their way, they want to play the race card. And, well, I'm not getting the job because I'm black. And right away, everybody falls and gets scared and said, you know what, we don't want to get sued. So you're not a fan of affirmative action then? No, no, definitely not. And I don't see how anybody could be a fan. That's a fancy word for saying we're going to give you we're going to give you a leg up because we feel like it. But other people are going to have to work harder for the same thing. That's not right. That's not the American way. Do it the same as everybody else. You, 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 nobody's being held back. Okay, they're not being held back. And, you know, so you got a lot of problems with that. It's getting better. It is getting better, but it's still got a long way to go. And women. What about Black Lives Matter? How do you feel about that? Black Lives Matter is ridiculous, okay? That's just ridiculous. How about all lives (laughs) matter? How about that? Why, why is I remember Martin right? O'Malley said that at a a rally one time, and he got the microphone snatched away from him by some people. I. I don't even understand that. Why? What is so terrible about saying all lives matter? All lives do matter. Why do we have to go around saying black lives matter? Now, do they matter more than a white life or a Hispanic life or an, an Asian? It's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. All lives matter. That's just stupid. That's just another another little catchphrase, you know, to draw attention and and just for nothing. It's just it's just dumb. That's all it is. It's just dumb. You know, it's like people, you know, it's just attention stuff. That's all it is. It's just, it's just to get attention. It doesn't mean anything. Black Lives Matter. It's just stupid. Think about it. All right, so Black Lives Matter is stupid. You're not a fan it of is. affirmative action. You think that the black community no. is far too sensitive with political correctness. I'm going to bring my guest in in studio. What do you think about this issue? In regards to political correctness amongst the black community, I think in the most recent events in the past few months, few years, a lot of things have happened that have been well important, but sensationalized at the same time. Like what? What are you referring to? Well, um, 
the most, not anything in particular, just general incidents throughout the country. Like Are you talking about the police violence? Is that what you're referring to? No. Okay, then what? I'm talking about how it's, I don't know how to specifically categorize it, but it's, Big Al made a very good point. Which is? All lives do matter. It's not just one particular community. It's not one particular okay. ethnicity. So you're in agreement with Big Al. I think you're going to disagree with him on his next point. Big Al, your number two group was women. Please tell me your thoughts on women and political correctness. You're going down that same road that, listen, women have the same, exact same rights as men. Women Go to your universities, go to your colleges across the country. You have more young women in school than you do men, okay? And that's, for the most part, right. for the most part, they're there and not on a free pass. They're there because they should be there because, you know, whatever whatever qualifications they needed to meet, they met, and they're there. That's fine. So now when you graduate and you go out into the world and you want to go get a job and you're competing against Five other women, five men, whatever, black, white, I don't care what color they are. The best person should get the job. Not we need to fill a quota, which a lot of companies do. We need to have a certain amount of women. We need to have a certain amount of, you know, blacks or this, that, or the other thing. It's not right. But they, they also want to play that card, too. A lot of times, it's, you know, well, I'm not getting the job because I'm a woman. Or the other thing that really, really irks me, and I'm a lot older than all of you, is women still screaming about equal pay. For the most, women are paid on it if they do the same job as a man. Right. As a man. For the most part. Now, I'm not. I would tend to agree with that. I think that most women are paid equally to men. I don't know where that's not accurate. I need. Listen. Take it down to a very low, lower level. A waiter or a waitress. If you're a waiter or a waitress in a restaurant, you're making the same money that any everybody else is. I'm not talking about your tips. I'm talking about your hourly wage. You're getting paid the same. All right. If you're if you start in a in a company, whether you're a man or a woman, and the starting salary is X amount of dollars, that's what you're going to get. You get a job as a police officer. I don't care where you live. Entry level position. It's not going to be any different from a woman than it is a man. Do you think so, women should be know, police officers? I don't have a problem with that if they can do the job. I'm not saying hire them, and they can't do it. I've seen police officers here in New York, women, little tiny things, five feet tall, maybe 100 pounds. The equipment they're wearing is, is weighing them down. Now, come on. You know they're not going to do any. What are they going to do? What is, you ever see what some of these guys look like that people are arresting? Me, they could kill I, I me. I do. I've represented them. What? I've represented them. So, yes, I do know what they look like. Okay. Now, can you see a tiny little five little woman going up against oh, – come on. That's a joke. So my point is, again, these days it's all changed. Back in the day, there were, there were criterias for passing tests for getting – police officer positions. You had to be a certain height, weight. You had to lift certain amounts of, of weight. You had to do certain things. They've changed that in most police departments. They've lowered it for women. It's not right. First of all, they're putting themselves at risk. 
by by doing something like that. Because then all right, so let me ask you this question. This is 2016 today. The world a better place with the way women are today or 1956? Go. No, I think it's better. I think it's better today. I mean, look, 1956 is a long time ago, and you're saying the world a better place. Listen, there's been a lot of With regards to the standing of women is what I'm asking you. Yeah, but I'm saying there's been a lot of women in the past 50 years that have made very, very fantastic contributions to the country. Six alone. I mean, 50 years ago, you didn't have a woman in politics. You didn't have anybody. There wasn't any women in politics. Now today, you've got... Is there one woman in politics that you like? Well, you know, I'm not going to say Hillary Clinton because uh, I'm not going to go... I've got to hang up on you. But there have been, you know, lots of women over the years. Uh, I'll name somebody you probably don't know, or they're dead, dead now. Geraldine Ferraro. She was. I, I'm pretty a, sure I know who Geraldine Ferraro is. She ran with okay, Walter Mondale. A lot of people not. Uh, she. So you're was, a fan you know, of Geraldine Ferraro? She accomplished a lot in her life, and she she really she really did. She came from nothing. She accomplished a lot, and she really was a decent person. But my point is, 50 years ago. There weren't any women in politics. So, you know what? It's not a bad thing. It's a, again, you have, to look at the, the, you have to look at them as people. You can't turn around and go, well, you're a woman, and that's what Hillary Clinton got screwed up with. Because Hillary Clinton thought she was just going to float on by. I'm a woman, and you know what? All the women are going to vote for me because I'm a woman, and we're going to break that glass ceiling, all that crap, okay? And they're going to fly. They're going to fly. People are voting for you because of what you're going to do. And if, and if you if it's proven you're not going to do anything, guess what? They don't care that you're a woman. You're not the right woman. That's the problem. Fair enough. So, do you think that women should have the right to vote? Yes, they should have the right to vote as long as they vote the way I like. <laughs> so, should women have to vote the way their husband votes? Well, I'm. I. You know what? I really am of a mind, to be, and I really do believe this. Most women vote the opposite of the way their husband votes. I, Why I, is that? Why I, do you think that is? I don't know, but I, I hear that all the time. I always, I always hear that. Well, my husband voted for this one, but I voted for that one. They always vote the opposite. I don't know why that is, but they just do. Really, like I would say a lot of times you hear that. I don't know why it is. I, I don't. But you hear it a lot. Well, why do you think that is? Why do you think they go against their husband? I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get back at him, and you know they can't stand the idiot, so they cancel out his vote. I don't know. You know, that's basically what you're doing. You're canceling out his vote. So, what do you have on this in, in studio here? What do you got? Well, it depends on the household. Um. Depends on the individual couple. Will, will you vote the way that, that your man tells you to vote? No. Why not? Because in my particular situation, we already have different, what's the word, viewpoints? Right. He, how would you describe his political viewpoints? Uh, Liberal or godless communist? Those are, wow. Okay, those are the choices? No. Uh, libertarian. We agree on certain things, but we differ on others. So he's a Trump supporter. I didn't 
didn't say that. Libertarian Trump supporter. Libertarian. Big Al would call himself a libertarian, would you not? I would. But I, I also like to say that I will vote for the candidate that, in other words, I think that the era of I vote Democrat or I vote Republican is kind of over. I think people today, they're more independent. And if you're independent, you're more libertarian because people, they, they don't really want government in their life. And they just want to vote for the person that they think is going to do the job, whether it be Republican, Democrat. You know, that's that's the way I think it is today. I don't know. That's just my view. All right, so, so Big Al, we're on the topic of political correctness and women and all this good stuff. You had a little bit of a run in this last week at a gas station, did you not? I did. I was mind Tell my us about business. this incident. Well, you see, this is the problem. People don't know how to mind their business. I was pumping gas, and I was talking on my cell phone, and I've seen it. I've seen millions of people do this. I mean, you know what? I And I'm not saying I do this all the time because I don't. I don't. I just happen to get a call and, you know, whatever. Well, you were talking to me. So, uh, just in full disclosure, we yeah. were on the phone. I heard this happen. So so this woman, and I wasn't really – I really wasn't paying any attention at all. I was putting gas in my truck. I was paying no attention. So this woman pulls up in a Prius, of course, and pulls to the <laughs> other side of to the other side of the pump and and backed up like a lunatic to get like away from the pump I was like on the other side of you know so again I'm not paying any attention it was cold out and I really wasn't listening and then I realized she was saying something to me and I, I didn't know what she was saying and she said are you going to hang that phone up and I said what are you talking about and she said you know it's against the law talk on a cell phone while you're pumping gas because you you can blow the whole place up i said lady first you need to mind your business if you don't want to if you're afraid that i'm going to blow up this gas station by talking on my cell phone you could leave you could just stop pumping and go to another gas station well and, and she wouldn't stop she was relentless she kept saying you ought to know better you know What's wrong with you? I said, lady, I'm not hanging the phone up, so just get over it. Anyway, it went back and forth. So you know what? I did what did you ultimately up. start yelling at her? I told her to mind her business and go home and, uh, and, and tend to her husband. I said, and thank God Trump won. Anyway. So how did you feel about all this? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you. I went home and I Googled this, and I got ABC News up. And ABC News has a very lengthy article that says, with the help of the professional firefighters from the Bergen County, New Jersey Fire Academy, Good Morning America put the question to the test. A firefighter in full protective gear stood next to a bucket full of gasoline holding a cell phone. When the cell phone rang, observers braced for a spark, but nothing happened. And GMA tried a different cell phone and stirred the gas this time to create more fumes. They tried that Samsung Note because that thing goes off at nothing. Still nothing happened. Okay? Unproven. It is a lot of bull. It's just not true. Okay? 
Now, if, if a fire ever did start at a gas pump and somebody had a cell phone, they're saying there's no way it came from a cell phone because the cell phone doesn't put out that much voltage that would, that would ignite gasoline. It's a proven fact. Now, you know why there's stickers on, cell, on, on, on pumps all over the United Please States? Please tell me. They're, they're on there because of frivolous lawsuits, because of lawyers. lawyers. The worst. That's why they're on there, because just in case something happens, they're going to say, see, there's a sticker there telling you not to do it. We're not at fault. That's all that is. You see the commercials on television at night when you're watching TV with when they advertise drugs, don't you? Every drug under the sun, it has a 10-minute follow-up. On you could kill you. Everything could kill you. You could get from dandruff to an ingrown toenail if you use this medication. Why? Lawyers. Because somebody's going to say, I used it, and this is what I got. And you let, let me ask you a quick that. question here, Big Al. Who is your least favorite group of people, lawyers or the liberal media? The liberal media. Yeah, they're bastards. The liberal media, because they are, and it has been proven. Now it's absolutely out there and proven. They are liars, and they push nothing but fake news. And you know what? Let me tell you something. This Obama, he Please really do. should be ashamed of himself. He really should be ashamed of himself. Because, Barry Hussein? You know, I, yeah, I, well, I just heard today that he's really, really pushing this, this Russian thing, this Putin thing, with the, with the hacking and he has absolutely no proof whatsoever, none whatsoever, that anything was hacked by Russians. But he's saying that with no basis to back it up. None whatsoever. There is no basis to back it up. And he's just going out there going, well, I'm going to do something about it. Gee, it's kind of funny. He's got 30 days left in office, and now he's getting tough. Now he's going to do something with 30 days left. What's he going to do with from his Did you hear the comments he made about Russia Why? yesterday? They were pretty inflammatory. Well, he he called them a smaller, weaker nation. Look, look, all I can tell you is Putin was just voted, just voted the other day, the, uh, what did they vote? the strongest leader in the world. The number yeah. one leader in the world or something, dude. He wants to mess with Putin. Putin will break him in half with one hand. What's your take on Vladimir Putin? What do you think of him as a man? I love Vladimir Putin. I do. I love that. If there's any Russians listening, I love you. I love the Russian people. I love them. Nice. I do. Good. International reach out. People. They're very nice people. They're very. I never had a problem with Russians. I like them a lot. Have you I've ever met a Russian? Russian? I have met Russians. I have. Oh, and very nice. And they, they are, and they're very nice. And and Vladimir Putin, I was not aware that he's worth twenty billion dollars. He's exceedingly wealthy, and not to mention a wonderful physique. And he has a he does. The man loves to take a shirtless pick. He does, and and he's got a twenty-three-year-old girlfriend, and he's sixty-two. So what does that say? She's a gymnast as well. Should point that out. She's a gymnast. In another year, he'll have a 21-year-old girlfriend. He is Putin, you know. All right. So, so what is your what's your whole takeaway from this incident at the gas station? I mean, what are you what are your thoughts on all this? It's been a few days now. It's had to marinate. What do you think? I see people doing things that I think maybe are I don't like. I think maybe they're wrong. I don't say anything to them. Mind your business. Because you're a mild-mannered, soft-spoken man. No, I'm not. 
It's just I know the way people can be. And you know what? You say the wrong thing to the wrong person, and you don't know what's going to happen to you. Because not everybody's just going to turn around and answer you back. Somebody will go over there and maybe punch you right in the mouth. And, and don't think that that doesn't happen. It happens quite frequently, okay? And it doesn't matter. Man, woman, anything else. Keep your mouth shut. You don't mind your business. You don't like what I'm doing? You, you got a choice. Stop pumping your gas and leave. Go inside. Tell the guy who's the manager of the place in there, and he's not going to pay any mind to you because he can hardly speak English. And you don't really care what the hell you're doing. And tell him, hey, there's a guy out there on his cell phone pumping gas. And he's probably going right. to tell you just what he told you. What do you want me to do about it? You know? Nothing. I see people pumping gas talking on the phone. I do. I mean, I do it all the time. Well, I see people do it all the time. I see people on cell phones all the time in places they're not supposed to be. I look over to them and go, hey, get off that phone. You know? Somebody will tell you, hey, mind your business. Don't you worry about what I'm doing. You worry about your own stuff. Right. You do your what thing, I'll do mine. That kind of thing. They might just turn around and shoot you. Who knows? You don't if you know. had a gun, would you have pulled it? No. 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 She was this woman, crazy. how old was she? How old was this woman? Uh, she's probably in her mid, mid-40s, probably. What color you know, Prius? I think it was silver. Just, just an annoying. Was she attractive? You know, I don't know. I really didn't look at her. I kept looking away. So a Bowser. She was behind me. She wasn't like off me. She wasn't like right opposite me. She was she was away from me. It's not like she was close. She wasn't. It's like, lady, I couldn't even understand her at first. Said, oh, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, the cell phone. You're really not going to hang it up? I go, no, I'm really not going to hang it up. So if you don't like it, too bad. You're going to blow us all up. I'm I'm thinking I better Google this because gas stations are probably blowing up all over the place and and so far they're still <laughs> on, they're still waiting on the first one to blow up because it hasn't happened yet. Wow, that that is quite the encounter you have at a gas station. I I've never had anything like that. Yeah, well, it's intriguing. You know, you know that's kind of like it's kind of like don't use your cell phone on the airplane because the airplane will crash because it's going to interfere with their, ridiculous. their instruments. And that's all bullshit. That's just all. Bleep that out. But, but that's we'll bleep it. We'll bleep it. That's, that's craziness. Look, I never use a cell phone on an airplane. I never even tried. But I do know one thing. You're, if you could make a cell phone call on there, it probably wouldn't go through, I guess. I don't even know. You're not going to mess up the guy. The guy flying the plane, the pilot, his instruments aren't going crazy, and you're going to be crashing into a mountain because you're on a cell phone. That's nuts. Uh, Again, just crazy stuff. Okay, all right. Uh, so you you don't like the the cell phone ban on planes either. So tell no, me another weekend. Go ahead. They used to do that in hospitals too. Can't use the cell phone in the hospital. Meantime, oh, yeah, hospitals are notorious about that. You can't use cell phones oh, in hospitals. Yeah. Real pain in the ass about it. Yeah. And how many do- you know how many doctors I- Do you know how many doctors I've seen walk down the hall on a cell phone? A million of them. Yeah, that's true. You know how many doctors I've seen smoking cigarettes outside? A lot of them. Maybe cigarettes are good for you. Breaking news. Breaking news. I know. They did say that uh, back in the 50s, though. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I look... 
I've been to hospitals. I know you have. I've seen a lot of doctors smoking cigarettes outside. Yep. So maybe cigarettes, good for you. Breaking news right here tonight. Cigarettes, not bad. Uh, So we're another week into the presidency-elect of Donald Trump. What do you got this week? What are you thinking on the the developments this week on Donald Trump? Well, I'm still – I'm still on the fence about uh, Rex Tillerson. I, I don't know how that's going to shake out. I, I just feel that he's really – I don't know. I just feel he's going to be really out for himself. I just do. I mean, I, it's, it's hard to think that he wouldn't be. And it's hard to think that Trump doesn't think the same thing. And, and I don't know. It's just – you know, I mean, getting past that, everything else seems okay. You know, it seems uh, – everything seems fine. I mean, you know, I don't know what Conde West is doing uh, over in Trump Tower. Yeah, he had time. Kanye, and he also met with uh, the same day. I don't know if you knew about this. He met well, with I Ray Lewis, the former football player and uh, murder suspect. I, I don't like that. I don't like that because I think – you know, you're supposed to be the president. You're supposed to be elected president. You need to have a little bit of uh, uh, decorum. You know, you, you just can't be. You know, you got to certain draw the je line. ne sais quoi. Yeah, you got to draw the line. I mean, you just do. I mean, you know, it, it's just ridiculous. I mean, why why is he wasting his time talking to these people? I mean, they don't. They offer nothing. You can't. They just they're a waste of time. I'm just well, waiting for the hearing. Uh, you know, I think it'll be interesting. Confirmation hearing. Yeah, big guy, I agree with you. I'm, the past eight years of this presidency, and even a little bit before that now, there's all these tweets and all this stuff. It's just, it's very mainstream. It's very modern. It's, I don't know. To me, that's not presidential, at least in my mind. No. Maybe Trump's trying to reach out to the black community by meeting with Kanye West and Ray Lewis. Maybe he's trying to make some inroads there, get get those people on board with the Republican Party. What about that? Uh, I, as I said, I think you really got to forget that Republican Party stuff. People th- these days are going to vote for who they like. They vote. Vo- everybody voted for Trump because they w- wanted drastic change. He wasn't a politician. He was getting up there saying things that were just, you know, what people wanted to hear. Let's build a wall. Let's keep people out that shouldn't be here. Let's keep ourselves safe. All that kind of stuff. That resonates. Yes, an important question here. Do you think he's actually going to build the wall? Again, I'd have to say 50-50. I hope he does only because he said it. I mean, whether it's really going to happen. If he doesn't do it, if he doesn't do any of these really important campaign promises, you're, you're sunk because that is the kiss of death. You can't promise the people something when you're campaigning and then get elected and not follow through. It's just, you can't. It almost makes them a real politician then. Makes all these promises yeah. during the campaign trail and then doesn't follow through. That makes them like an actual politician. Exactly, and and you know if he does that, he's going to be that's it. He's going to be done because he's got no excuse. He's got a, a Republican Senate and a Republican Congress, so. You know, now it's time to uh, do what you said you were going to do. That's all there is to it. But we will see. Yeah, I mean, I I suppose we will. Um, Yeah, he met with Ray Lewis and Jim Brown, former running back for the Cleveland Browns. 
to supposedly work on uh, urban development in inner cities because Jim Brown runs a foundation that helps convert uh, gang members to productive citizens. And that's mm-hmm. why Ray Lewis was meeting with Donald Trump at Trump Tower. Interesting. I also, also, Ray uh, Lewis. Re- I also read that he's uh, thinking of offering Sylvester Stallone some type of position. That would be fantastic, but only if he serves as Rocky Balboa. If he serves as Sylvester Stallone, I'm against it, but if it's Rocky Balboa, I'm all for it. Yeah, I don't think that will be the case. Who's more American than Rocky Balboa? Nobody. Mm. We'll see. Probably the most popular American of all time, fictional or real. I'm sure it's not going to be a very uh, you know, a very important uh, position. Why, do you not think Sylvester Stallone's intelligent enough to handle it? Hey, I actually do think he's a pretty intelligent guy. I mean, let's face it, he wow. did write you those. Just... Uh, he did write those movies, and uh, you he know, did. They, they went on to make tons and tons and tons of money. So, and he's a big you know, guy, I... right? Stature-wise, he's a he's a tall, muscular man. Who? Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone. I, I think you better check that out, my friend. I think he's around five ten. I don't think he's a tall. No, no, I'm pretty sure that Sylvester Stallone and John Bon Jovi are two of the biggest men alive right now. Yeah, you know what? That John Bon Jovi, uh, th- that ship has sailed, that little worm. That, he's a Hillary Clinton butt boy. That's all he is. With his, what do you mean that ship has sailed? He's still writing great music. Yeah, the Hillary Clinton. That's, that's who he, he's in love with the Clintons. He's in love with the Clintons. He's just a wannabe. That's all. He just wants to hang out with the Clintons. He's been making music for thirty years. Good for him. Let him make it. In, let him make it in another country. Cuba, Trump maybe. Don't want Trump. Don't want him here. No, Trump's a Kanye guy. Trump's all Kanye. He's not interested in no he Bon Jovi. He He's very culturally cool. All right, Big Al. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thanks everybody for listening. Make sure you continue to listen to us. Subscribe on iTunes. Uh, like, share, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Cowboy Mike. That's Mr. Cowboy Mike on Facebook, where the Cowboy Rides Again. Follow the blog, thecowboyridesagain.com. Updated with new stories, sports, videos, all kinds of good stuff. We're gonna come back at you next week on Christmas night special episode. Uh, Sunday night, Christmas night, because everyone's gonna be sitting around with nothing to do, bored, maybe a little drunk, full. We're going to be here with you live Sunday night, Electric Factory as usual. Everybody, have a good week. Enjoy your Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Uh, We're going to send you out with Neil Young's Heart of Gold. Have a good night. Thank you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.